0: trying to do like the joker why so serious but did you miss me i am back with another episode i have my top 20 picks from Miss universe 2020 happening right now in atlanta georgia at the tyler perry studios i am talking about it all on this episode one having this pageant at tyler perry studios and my thoughts on that part two um this stage can we get into it um and then i'm also talking about A lot of things when it comes to this pageant that people were kind of upset about. Um, The ticket sales, location, and um, the capes, the floor, how it was hard for me to pick a nice top 20 for this year, but I'm getting into it all. Please get your glasses, fill them up high, and let's get this episode on and popping, shall we? I missed you. Are you guys ready? Let's go ahead and just count this down. Three, two, one. Welcome back to another fabulous episode of Pageants and Prosecco, featuring me, your host for today. Well, pretty much every day. Duh, it's my podcast. So let's talk about Miss Universe prelims, and let's just start from there. I don't even know where to begin, because it's been a while since I posted an episode. I've been so busy with my um, W-2 job as a TV reporter, but there's been some changes and developments and dismissals, and now I have more free time back devoted to my Pageant and Prosecco podcast. And what better timing than, of course, Miss Universe and Miss America being literally, depending on when you listen to this, in the next two days and on a week. And it's also December, which is my birthday month. If you remember last year, I did a countdown heading up to Christmas, dropping an episode um, every day for seven days straight. So if you haven't listened to the seven days of pageant and Prosecco from last year, it's throwback, go ahead and listen to those as we beef up the holiday Season and the Christmas time and Kwanzaa. Um, it would just be nice to kind of listen to some throwback episodes in the meantime, in between time, while I get my podcast back up and running. Um, and also, some fun news I guess, more housekeeping news before I tell you what I'm drinking. I have an intern, you guys. I'm so excited. I'll put on an episode when she starts. She's starting next, technically, next semester in, in the spring. And I have a lot of episodes planned that I want to do and interviews with some big title holders. And if you want to hear a certain title holder, please message me on Instagram, pageantsandprosecco. Um, or you can email me, pageantsandprosecco at gmail.com. Let me know what title holder you would like to hear on the show. But I have an intern and I'm so excited. I'll announce her and give her all of her um, props when she starts next semester. Okay. So just to I guess just begin, I am drinking a fabulous red wine from guess what year, 2002. It's a Coast de Rhône Barton and Gustier. I guess they started in 1725, but this one in particular is 2002. Um, it's from the south of France on the banks of the Rhône region um, by the river. It is a blend. So in France, how they do their wines, different in America. In America, we label our wines based off of the grape. So, like the Cabernet Sauvignon's, the Merlot's, the Pinot Noir's, um, Moscato. Dang, I can't think of any other grape right now. Pinot Grigio, Zinfandel. All those are different types of grapes. So, there's like 12,000 million different types of grapes. But those are the ones that we all came to know and love in our little wine glass. So my glass actually that I have today has my has a B on it for me. Um, in America, we label our wines based off the grape. And in, in France and in Italy and pretty much everywhere else in the world, I'm pretty sure. No, I don't think Central America. Central America doesn't do it, I don't think. But in France and in Italy, they label their wines based off of the region that it's from. So, people drink the wine based off the region, and then they say, oh, what grapes are in this wine? So, it's different. So, this is from the south of France near this river called the Rhone River. Um, and yeah, I don't really know much about France's geography, but it's like southeast um, of the country. That's all I can really say. And so, the grapes that are in here is Grenache, Syrah, and Car kerrigan kerrigan c-a-r-i-g-n-a-n <laughs> Ker- kerrigan um grapes anyway so it's a blend of all three of those grapes into so this red wine it's really good it's full bodied. it's old it's old so it's from 2002 so this wine is um almost 20 years old 18 years old An 18 year old bottle <laughs> mm. it's really really good Really heavy on like the cherry taste to it, but it's nice. It's um, it's a nice bottle of wine. All right, so let's go ahead and just get started. The Miss Universe prelims. I don't even know. There's been so many things that's been happening leading up to this pageant, as far as just like people, some of the girls winning who don't really represent their countries. I watched the episode about that. This new crown. I guess we get to start there. Let's talk about the crown first. Okay, I'm going to give you guys my top 20 picks, but I haven't quite. I At first, I had a hard time even getting 220. And then after watching prelims, I'm like, okay, let me see who overlaps from gown, um, from gown and swimsuit. But let's talk about this crown. So did you guys like this the new crown that they have going on? I'm not even sure how to pronounce it. Um, Cause I didn't. I watched a little bit of the live stream, but I watched it on mute when they announced the new crown. First of all, I saw a meme or something of all the crowns that they used back in the day, and like how long they were used for and whatnot. But um, I don't know about these switching of the crowns, unless it's like a, a legacy switch up the M-O-U-A-W-A-D, Moawad crown. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry, you guys. Excuse my ignorance. But nonetheless, unless these crowns are in circulation for like 10 years and you're getting a different one per decade or something, or different owners of this pageant system, I see no point in switching out crowns consistently like this. I think the diagram that I saw had three, I think it had nine different crowns, um, beginning at nine or twelve, and I'm like, what, at what point does it, does having the crown, like, at this point, I feel like a lot of the people who win just say they're a Miss Universe, like, it's not even based off of having the iconic crown, because there's no crown at this point that's really, truly iconic, because there's been 12 of them, um, but this one, uh, designed by the jeweler, by that name, that m well a big m and it's the power of unity crown it was just unveiled for the first time thursday in a ceremony by the president paula sugart and the pascal m okay so it's 18 karat gold vines and ivy leaves inlaid with more than 1770 diamonds the centerpiece is 62.83 carat golden canary diamond is flanked by two smaller diamonds cut from the same stone mined in Botswana Um from the same but yeah in Botswana. And it's called the power of unity. The ivy leaf and the vine is meant to represent the seven continents and the interconnectedness of the world's communities, according to the the designer. And what else? Um, and then this is the fifth crown to be used by Miss Universe in the past 15 years. (laughs) Because Katriana had the Mikamoto crown, which is my personal favorite that they should just keep in context. But, I mean, in circulation, but whatever. The crown with a motif of a rising phoenix, the Mikamoto crown, came out in 2002 for the pageant's 50th anniversary and was retired in 07, and then was returned back to use in 2017. And then, of course, Diamond Nexus, Lexus, or not Nexus, Lexus, sorry, that's school stuff. The Diamond Nexus crown was, of course, before that. And the one that we have now, the Power of Unity, Big M crown, is price tag at $5 million. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this crown is $5 million, but you already knew that because you saw a picture of it. Have it on Instagram if you want to see a picture of it. But 167 carats. Are you serious? Five million dollars? I don't I wouldn't even if I won, I wouldn't even wear that crown. I would I would get another one from Party City and put that one on. I would just put that, keep that right where it's at, in that little box with all those lights surrounding it, and make a little setup display in my house. Cause I would not put I wouldn't even trust there's nothing. Granted I'm poor, but well, no, I'm financially insecure. You got to speak power into your words. I'm not poor. My money's just not here yet. But I don't know if I would ever wear anything that's $5 million. A coat, a car, maybe my house might can cost that much. But I wouldn't walk out into this world that we live in today, out of my front porch, with anything that costs really a million but five million dollars on my head granted that she miss universe will have security around her but people will know i mean i don't know how criminals act and whatnot but if you were to steal this crown i don't know if you could pawn it because how would like where would you even take it um but this big gold gem in the front is probably worth something this what is it 62 carat golden canary diamond. And it has two smaller diamonds. So yeah, you probably could. Let me stop telling you guys criminal behavior. But if you cut that down, took all the diamonds out and sold it, and you got $3.3 million, like I wouldn't even trust having that in my house. Well, isn't that what Kim Kardashian got robbed for? If Kim K can get robbed, then anyone can get robbed. And I feel like if they had $5 million to put towards just a crown, Maybe they could have gave each of the girls who competed some money for school because there's a lot of them who are still in school studying things. So maybe that $5 million could have been better used elsewhere and we just keep the same crown in circulation. But I not the owner of this pageant. I ain't got none of my business attached to it. Um, and there's that. Okay, going along now, let's talk about the judges. Okay, first of all, before we get to the judges, this pageant is being held at the Tyler Perry Studios. I want to do an episode just on that alone, but I was like, you know what? Let me just see how this plays out, and let me just see kind of what this looks like. And it looked like—do uh, I dare say? Sometimes I feel like I need a co-host for this show. If you want to be a co-host, let me know. But I just feel like the—it's more symbolic to have it at Tyler Perry Studios than what it actually is going to turn out to be, which is like a nice production. And compared to last year's production of Miss Universe, when it was in the Philippines, that's what it was, right? I think it was in the Philippines last year. Pretty sure. With this big arena. Oh yeah, it was at the mall, mall arena or something. uh, Last year on this giant stage and... I just remember like Vietnam and Miss Philippines, them all walking out on a catwalk and having that long runway and working it. And it was just them. Like you could see just them on the stage and it's just nice and big and allowed us to really see them and how they walk and all the other fun stuff. So I was expecting something similar this year with Tyler Perry Studios. I mean, it's not a, granted his studio does have 12 stages. But it's a movie studio. It's not a um, concert hall or a theater, you know. It's designed to shoot movies and TV shows, which is why he built it. It It's because the other studios are all owned by white people. And he went to have his own studio. And it's in the heart of Atlanta. Um, He got the land in 2015. It's also built on a former slave plantation. I believe something like that. It's built on, um, oh, the grounds of the former Fort McPherson Army Base, which I feel like has some historical thing to it. I feel like it has something to do with slaves, like the land that is on is unique. It's also connected to the, to the hotel. It's near the hotel, the Atlanta Marquette Marquise. That's the host hotel where you see a lot of the girls taking pictures at, which looks nice. But having it at Tyler Perry Studios to me just seemed like they were just trying to um, uh, support the culture, I guess, in a way. Because one, having it in Atlanta to me is so random. Like Miss Universe in Atlanta, like if you're coming to America, period, Atlanta is like uh, a random city. Not a bad city at all. I mean, Chicago, I'm biased. Maybe you should have it in Chicago or vegas or a city or la like atlanta to me is not it's a place for american tourists to go but when it comes to outside tourists visiting united states i don't know how many drop by atlanta and i watched an episode of drunk um drunk history and they did an episode about atlanta and this one guy described it as like this one girl said, "You could walk a mile and go to Martin Luther King Jr.'s house. You walk a mile this way, you have Martin Luther King Jr.'s house. You could walk a mile this way and potentially get robbed and stabbed, and get the best sandwich in the town." And it's just like what? And then I know they have the strip clubs. Now, that's something that people mention. The strip clubs in Atlanta um, obviously is very black. Obviously, it's considered the Black Hollywood um, of the of America. Atlanta. A lot of people that I know, when they want to pursue a better life, they move to Atlanta. <laughs> They're going to the south. So it has a lot of promise to it, especially for African-Americans. And I know a lot of millionaire African-American millionaires are out there. I love Housewives of Atlanta, so I have no beef with Atlanta. I've been there, down there once or twice or something like that. So I have no beef with this whole city of Atlanta. However, I think that it's just a weird location to have Miss Universe pageant. And it seemed kind of last minute. And since Tyler Perry Studios just happened to open up probably a month or two before miss universe announced the location it seemed like maybe that was the only place they can probably find a venue at the last minute because we have not heard anything about where the pageant was going to be held at even what country this pageant was gonna be held at for a long time um i mean fairly recently up until the pageant start date we didn't know where this pageant was going to be at so they're probably like oh shoot we got a pageant put together you guys um uh, well shoot tyler perry just opened up his studio maybe he got in room because no one's booking it out yet Oh, great, perfect, December, one week for Miss America, why not? And it's just like, how much, I don't know, I, I know that was planning, obviously put involved in this, but it just seems random, it really does, to have a pageant in America for the first time in a while, and you choose Atlanta, that's like choosing, I mean, just any, I would have just chosen a big major city, um, one of the major cities, New York, LA, Chicago, Dallas, maybe Orlando, Florida would have been cool. I mean, Atlanta's not bad. Um, yeah. And I always think of them being out there for like three weeks and visiting sites. That's why i um, or Vegas. Because if you think about it, like if they went out and was tourists in Atlanta, where would you take them to? Like, are you taking them to Molly King Jr.'s house and you're teaching Miss Guam? Oh, hey, this is where King used to live. I King advocated for civil rights because this country is racist so here's the guy who helped break those barriers down that's not something how you want to introduce this country granted that's a terrible history that we have and we can't run from it but that's not something you're teaching the Cayman Islands and Miss Ogram when they come to America for the first time to compete in this pageant I don't know what the tourist spots that you have in Atlanta um besides music culture or pre- predominantly African-American centered stops so I guess they're not doing a lot of, and I haven't really seen them out either. So whatever. I also say that to say that Tyler Perry Studios is a movie studio and a film studio, and it has those sound stages, but the production of this looks like it could be like a preliminary pageant to compete for preliminary states to go to Miss USA, to go to Miss Universe, not where a Miss Universe competition should be held at. The stage is a, basic T-shaped stage. Um, it's more cross shape, but it's like a basic T-shaped stage. The girls can't even walk straight by themselves. They have to share the runway. They have to scoot over and walk on the right and, you know, coming on the, coming on the right. Yeah. Walk on the right period. Um, and it's like, is this a eighth grade modeling school graduation ceremony, or is this a Miss Universe competition? Because it's starting to look like like the production of it, just it's just such a small area. They boast how they sold out tickets, but how many tickets were even available? I mean, there's not a lot of space in that stage. And if it was up to me, if I had a guess, looking at preliminary video, I would say there's probably only about three to 500 people in that area, if that. And if you look at, if there's 88 contestants, each of them bring at least one person, uh, and they all have, and they're not doing that. But like that, to it, it to me, of course, it's gonna sell out because it's a smaller venue. I don't think they were boasting that Miss Universe last year sold out, and I'm sure it did. Um, but they want to say, "Oh, it sold out in ten minutes." Well, I mean, if everyone's been waiting for tickets, anxiously waiting, and you drop the news twenty four hours before they go on sale, and people's families are waiting to buy tickets, people been saving up, the contestants still need to get out there. Um, it's in America. So a lot of people close by Mexico's people, the Caribbean contestants, people, Canada's people can all come by because it's close. Uh, of course it's going to sell out in minutes. That's not something to boast about when you have a small venue. That's like saying, Oh, I sold out my 10 seat opening day production of my one man stage play. If you only have 10 seats, mama, daddy, Nana, the dog, the sister, her boyfriend, his sister and three other friends show up. You sold out. I mean, that's not that's not hard to say in a small venue. And it, the stage to me is really making me the sad part. Let me just take a drink because last year's stage was so nice. And the girls had to walk like 300 yards. They had to walk pretty much a whole 100 meter sprint, like runaway. Um, and we got to see how they walk. This is kind of reminiscent of when they had prelims during, um, Car's year. Um, Kara McCullough, Miss USA. And that kind of, I think that was a bigger space then, but when it was on carpet for prelims and the girls couldn't really turn do their twists and just like, what kind of room is this? Oh, like you guys need to treat these women with more grandeur, Like the Philippines did. The Philippines had in that big area because they took that, Competition seriously, and them hosting it seriously, so they could do it again. Mm, mm, mm. It has been a minute, you guys, since I've been on the podcast, and I just have all types of rants. Anyway, IMG WME, um, your stage is too small. Okay, someone has to tell you, and it looks weird, and it looks awkward because the the production of what these girls are doing is grand. Like these, the national costumes some of them didn't even look right on the stage because the stage was so small so the girls look awkward because they had less space to work with and they have to move around each other and maneuver around each other on the runway and the poor girls are falling because the stage is slippery and poor mexico like how do you even that was just so weird of them to have to sweep in the middle of mexico walking they could have waited until after she finished hopefully she wouldn't have fell but they could have waited a second like Um, before they had her come out, before they started sweeping in the the middle of her thing. Just ghetto. All right, you guys, let's let's just talk. When it comes to preliminaries. Okay, so first, before preliminaries, when I was just looking at their videos based off like um, pictures and just social media looks, I initially had my favorites that stood out to me and I did group them by um the region but i can't remember what is the americas i think this is i think so so the americas actually i didn't really write all them down some of my favorites just go into this was like bahamas belize brazil um china virgin islands gabriel oh haiti mexico usa venezuela iceland sierra leone singapore vietnam china a little bit i keep saying china thailand bangladesh um like denmark obviously france iceland islands those are some people who i was just looking at um and then obvious big ones Vietnam and uh, philippines uh yeah so then going into after watching prelims some of my favorites after swimsuit prelims um let me see if I can read my writing. So after prelims for swimsuit, some of my favorites were Bahamas, Bangladesh, Barbados, France. I like Germany, and I think she's really pretty. I like how she mentioned her height because she's a, she's a petite one out here, like me in these streets, you know. And it's not um, a lot of us on the machine of our stage, so I did like Germany. Iceland. Ireland. Japan. There's something about Japan that is really sticking with me. I just don't know. She has a strong look. I just something about Japan I like. Kenya to me is kind of reminiscent of Wendy Fitzwilliams. She has a Wendy Fitzwilliams vibe. Hopefully that's a little um um what's the literary word for it? Um foreshadowing. <laughs> Mexico, Nigeria, Philippines to me came off a little lackluster. Um, she just, I don't know, I guess she could have done more. She just kind of seemed present. Um, I wish Saint Lucia would have brought more. To me, Saint Lucia stood out for her look a lot. Like, I noticed that even when she was doing her names and just on social media, to me, there's something about Saint Lucia, but obviously, I don't have her really winning. Because she's not bringing it to me, I feel like if she had better people behind her as far as coaching and stuff, that there's something to her to me that just kind of shines out or stands out. Singapore, I think she is gorgeous. I am obsessed. And I like how she just walked down the runway and just held on to her little cape. Because all the capes were like messing a lot of people up. And I think it's going to really mess up their score. But Singapore was like, forget this. I'm holding this cape down this runway. And then she let it go she is so gorgeous her eyes are perfect and i would love to see her be miss universe i think mean, she's gorgeous along with south africa tanzania usa of course hello abs okay first first of all chesley has a great body and she has a great booty i must say that her abs were like present is that a present like Oh, we oui. and she's a um, track star. I love it. And Vietnam, I love Vietnam's ponytail, something about it. And then when she walked off the runway, I don't know if you guys watched them walking away. She's the last person to walk off, and she just has like a great runway look. She knows how to walk. She is gorgeous, and I love that ponytail. Um, it was just f- flawless. Vietnam's swimsuit was flawless. Uh, I like how they have printed suits. That was kind of interesting. A lot of girls were there, like, talking about environmental causes during their swimsuit. And I wonder if they're all being legit. But um, a lot of them had environmental causes that they stood behind, which is kind of interesting how a lot of things that a lot of platforms are cognizant of what's happening now, but they also seem kind of trendy platforms. You know what I'm saying? Like, were we talking about environmental issues as platforms two years ago? No but now we are okay I loved so many gowns like honestly I pretty much have the entire at least one country from each letter of the alphabet that was there in gown that I love so first the first person out Albania that green gown was perfect I didn't necessarily have her winning anything but I just love the gown on her and she looked like Britney Spears Australia first Indian Australian love it I loved her gown. can't remember how it looked, but I did love it. Bahamas, that red gown that was sheer and had her legs out, and she stood out like a Giselle. Love it. Bahamas, Barbados, Belize, gorgeous. I love how she had a nice, slow walk. She really commanded the room. I think Belize is going to surprise us. Uh, Cayman Islands, I put a question mark next to China's name. I don't know what it's about China, Um, but I like it. Dominican Republic, Equatorial Guinea, that was a new person I think this year, and she's really surprising me. France, loved her, I love her short red hair, Germany again, Honduras, India, Ireland, Um, I like Ireland and I like the whole NASA branding and women in STEM, but uh, I don't know, I, I, I like to encourage it, but, or women going to some fields, but one, I feel like, She's really pretty and she uses like heavy dark makeup. And I know she has dark eyes, dark eyebrows and dark um, eyelashes, obviously. So I feel like I can't really see her eyes because she has dark features. And then she, I think she's wearing dark eyeshadow behind it. And I just really, there's been pictures of her with a more natural look. And I'm like, oh, look at, cause she has just gorgeous eyes I just wanted to see them more pronounced, not like hidden behind all this makeup. Um, but I love Ireland, and I love her platform for having women in STEM. It just kind of seems to be... It's kind of copycat of what Cara did. I'm just going to throw it out there. But, it's, I mean, whatever. Anyway, moving on. Japan. I'm not opposed to Japan. There's something about her that I just... Having a Miss Universe that's universal... I think if someone was going to go for the Asian countries and have a title holder, I think I would want to see Japan with a crown because I feel like she would be a great representative for um, her people and her women. Yeah, that's just she's she's really pretty. First of all, can to about the gown on Kazakhstan? Um, Kazakhstan. They always come with nice gowns. i remember the one from last year. This really pretty blush gown that was really nice and big. And I'm not sure if it's culture and their designers' designs. Um, but I love the gown on Kazakhstan. But I don't necessarily have her winning. Um keep going, Mexico, Saint Lucia again, Singapore obviously. And then oh USA, of course, Vietnam. But there's something about Sweden that I cannot get my finger off of. I don't know Sweden's culture. I haven't been out there. Excuse my ignorance. Um, But her styling to me and gown really threw me off. I was like, "You, what is this? And she had on like three different types of outfits. She had on like a big choke piece necklace. Um, and then the top was, like, red, and the bottom, it was, like, vel- red, top was red and velvet, bottom was, like, this slit thigh-high, I don't know, A-line gown, but that was a different color than the top, and I was just like, what is, what is, you know what, sweetie, because you cute, I want to give you a pass, but I don't need you come like this for finals, please, um, but it could just been, I don't know, I don't know Sweden's flag. Maybe that was the flag colors. um. Let me look it up. I just, I did not, I was not feeling that at all. Uh, and I feel like she's pretty. And I feel like she has the look for a pageant. Like, she has a blonde bombshell look going on. But I was just like, ooh, we try. You need to, ooh, ooh, we try. Let me see. Miss Sweden evening gown. Let me see if I can find it. If you guys are listening, look this up. Because I was just appalled in what she brought. Not against it. I was just like... It was one of those like... It was definitely daring though. No, this is going to get me Sweden from last year my google results it's not out yet on the internet but yeah not a fan of it at all but there is something about sweden that i do like and i think she has a a nice blonde bombshell look to her um that is kind of like a stereotypical american well, or sweden beauty i like it i'm not not against it i'm not against it um yeah Okay, I was trying to look for it, can't find it. Let's take another sip of this delicious coterone. And France, oh yes, thank you, France, for providing this delicious wine. I don't think they ever have the pageant in Sweden. I think that'd be interesting. Okay, so if I just narrow down, let me grab a pen. If I was just to narrow down my top 20, Based off of what I just saw, and I watched it a day late and a dollar short because I wasn't paying $20 to watch it. Oh, you guys can hear my paper. I'm sorry. I would say my top picks. Ready? I'm going to do this live, -live. semi-live on the podcast. Let's do it. Let me see if I can get to 20. I have a list of all my contestants. Let me see. Let me see. Let me pull up pictures so I can make sure I don't. Oh, oh, oh! I was talking about the judges too. So the judging panel. Um, hi, Kara Mund from More Miss America on Miss Universe judging panel. I welcome it. Welcome to the Miss Universe organization with open arms. I love the pettiness and the slight shady of it all. So. I'm here for it, because I think Miss America has a lot going on within itself, and I think that they really did Miss um, Munn Bogus, and I think Miss Mun is um, out here living her best life, and taking advantage of every opportunity that comes her way, without denying it, and keeping some loyalty to a company that's not loyal to her, message, that's the message I'm trying to teach myself right now, is why am I being loyal to these companies that are not loyal to me, I sacrificed thanksgiving with my family not going to Memphis to work and not even a week are we out from Thanksgiving? Kind dismissal? What? You told me I could have went to Thanksgiving. Like, if I would have just said F it and called off the day before Thanksgiving and called in and used my sick days they couldn't do really do, legally do anything about it. Like, even though I asked for that day off and I didn't get it off if I would have just called in and and there were, there would have been no consequence. So I could have enjoyed Thanksgiving with my family. Yet, nonetheless, I didn't. And a week later I got the X. Like, really? So don't don't be loyal to these companies that's not loyal to you. If they are loyal to you, then try to be loyal. But if they're not loyal to you, don't be loyal to them. And the Miss America system was treating car like a uh, I was going to say like a 20-year a removed title holder, former title holder. But even they treat the Forever Miss America as better than they, tra- they treated Cara last year. Like having her in the audience, not using her until the last 20 seconds. And she just had a brave face. And I understand being a public eye and having to have a brave face when anyone asks you a thousand million questions. So I applaud Cara for being on the judging panel this time. And I hope that they have the camera on her from every time they show the judges like they did Vanessa Williams when they showed Miss America and her face during judges, which prompted so many memes and gifts. So I hope Kara gets as many memes and gifts out of this pageant judging um, thing that she needs to make a nice ha um, ha back to you, Miss America, or I guess not even Miss America, Regina and friends. Okay, um, I do like how they have former. Miss Universe's and title holders up there. Crystal Stewart, I do love her. I saw some people on a, on a pageant board complaining that she's been hosting or she's been judging too many pageants and she's like a forever judge. I think that's super funny. Um, but I think that she knows what she's doing and I'm not opposed to her being there. Like she has, a ba- she has a coaching business. She has Miss Houston USA. So I'm not opposed to her being on a judging panel. There are no men on the panel. It's all women. I think that's, I like the, idea behind it, like having all these women on the panel. Um, but I do think there's something that a guy brings to it. Um, and maybe being misogynistic in my thinking or something, but maybe the guy judge, um, manages to have a, have a title holder that has more sex appeal, which is to me like the Olivia, Olivia Jordan and Olivia Copos, the Nia Sanchez's, um, um, Aaron Brady's, um, the Crystal Stewart's. Um, cause I don't think Kara and Deshauna, I think Deshauna might have had a male. When do we start this all female judging panel thing? But I do think that having a guy's perspective brings about probably the more facially beautiful or sexy contestants. I think that's kind of the guy's um the benefit of having a guy on a panel I think because they do have that sexist ideas and stuff like that um because I think women young be like oh yeah she cute but uh can she talk like there's a little bit of pettiness I think in every woman and some and I know a lot of people like are looking for someone who's beauty and brains but there might be a little bit of um blindness to beauty because I mean I could judge a pageant based off beauty, but I don't know, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, if I'm a, I don't even know the the pronouns, excuse my ignorance again for this, you guys, but if I, for me myself, I am a heterosexual, I think a cis, cisgender, I think that's what it is, um, I'm a regular, regular, all-American woman, I was born a female, <laughs> I look, I like men, and that's that I don't have any, I think girls are cute, but I don't have any feelings of desire towards them. So if I was judging a beauty pageant and I was looking for someone who was physically beautiful to me, I mean, if you're not bogus looking, you're beautiful. So I can't quite say like, Oh, one girl, I guess I could say one girl is prettier than the next person, but I would be more so looking at uh, what kind of education do you have? That makes you beautiful. What else are you doing in your community? And that makes you beautiful. How can you speak? Like you could be beautiful and completely bad at speaking. Um, And unfortunately we had had some people who were title holders who won, who were pretty, but couldn't speak. And I think that hurts because maybe there were guys in the panel. I think that helps because maybe there was guys. I don't know. I don't know. Nonetheless, I think the all female panel is looking for an all around woman, but I do feel like we do need some guys to kind of balance out the list of women who win because then people are gonna be so upset that the prettiest girl didn't win and it's just like well these women weren't choosing based off prettiness because that's not something that's going to come to them naturally like i mean to me all these girls look pretty so the ones that's really out to me as far as like true beauty was like singapore um saint lucia I don't know that. I mean, that's just people who like to stand out to me. Like, I don't know, but there's no saying that someone else might say Honduras looks good to them. Or, I, you know, like there is a, this is a beauty pageant and that part we can't neglect. Like we can't just sit here and be like, Oh yeah, this is a scholarship pageant, but it's still a beauty scholarship pageant, you know? So I do think we need guys. That's my thing. I think we need some guys. So I do like having Miss, uh, former title holders on there um they got rio paulina grand crystal Cara on there people who know what it takes to be a title holder i think we definitely need that i think sometimes people have been ad- advocating for us having title holders on the panel and then we have boz st john um she's a brand a genius cmo uh chief marketing operator I think that's a huge game changer because she, I didn't know who she was at first, but I read her bio and she's working from some top brands and looking for a brand ambassador is probably in her DNA at this point. So I think she'll be able to find someone perfectly to represent this organization based off her resume alone. I think having Suzanne Hendricks on there is really good social media influencer. Um, I forgot what else she does. Um, I think she just hosts the entertainment stuff. And that'd be really good, because we do need someone that's more social nowadays, and I think having the digital influencers are good. Gabby Espino, having an entertainment person on there is really good, because a lot of the girls want to be entertainment journalists. I'll tell you, ladies, as someone who's a journalist in this field, be prepared. But anyway, so I think that's really cool, having her on there. Um, I don't know who Allie Brooke is. She's a performer. Um, I believe she's, um, I think, a Latin performer. And I am really sad to see that Olivia Culpo is there and she's not judging because um, I think Olivia Culpo judging would be really cool. I really, I mean, I do want to see Olivia be a host and whatnot, but like there's three hosts, Vanessa Lachey, Steve Harvey again, and Olivia. I want to see Olivia judge. I feel like they're not going to utilize her a lot as a host, but who knows? I want to see her judge. Maybe she could be like the host judge or something. Okay let's get into this kind of want this to be a long episode my top 20 Let me take another sip and let's do it all right somebody count for me okay when it comes to my top 20 drop my drum roll you guys like my microphone oh my sound sounds better i got a new microphone And it picks up everything. So if you hear some things in the background going on, I'm so sorry. It's picking up everything. Um, top 20. In no particular order. Let me try to keep count. I have Bangladesh. Someone keep count for me. Bangladesh. Bahamas. I'm trying to see who overlaps my favorites. Bangladesh, Bahamas, Barbados, France, Equatorial Guinea, Germany, let's do Iceland, and Ireland Japan Dominican Republic Belize Mexico Singapore USA Vietnam That's 15. I'm going to do South Africa. Tanzania. Hmm. Seventeen, oh, three 17. Three more. Ooh. I guess the Philippines. I would say Philippines is definitely going to be up there. How could I forget? And two more. Thailand, of course. I think she's really gorgeous. And uh, uh, last one, last one, last one. I would honestly probably give it to, uh, I'm going to say Kenya. Just because Kenya to me is so gorgeous. And because she has that Wendy Fitzwilliam vibe to her, I think we could have a repeat here even though Kenya was, I am mean, Wendy was from um, uh, China and Tobago. Okay, so that is my list. I said it. Don't make me repeat it because I'm going to take it off and switch it around and edit it if I had to. But that is my top 20. We'll see you on Sunday who wins. And honestly, if I had to look at, like, a top five out of those, I would definitely want to see Vietnam, USA, South Africa, Singapore, and probably even Ireland in my top five. Or an alternate top five would be, yeah, Ireland. If I did seven, I would throw in Belize. Philippines, and if I did 10, I would put in Sweden, Mexico, Equatorial, Guinea, Tanzania, something like that. That's my list, and I'm sticking to it. All right, I'll check back with you guys after finals on Sunday, but thanks so much for tuning in. I hope your glasses are empty. Sorry, it's been a minute and I've been on a little hiatus, but don't you worry. I'll be back with my intern um, with so many more episodes. I'm trying to go visual with this as well, you guys. So please reach out to me if you want to see anything or if you want to hear from anybody or if you are a title holder and you want to talk about something important to you on a podcast, Just reach out to me and we can see um, what you're twerking with, right? I thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. I hope your glasses are empty. Thank you and I'll see you next time. Peace.